Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Um, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Panama City, Florida. How are you, man? You doing all right? <laughs> Got to yeah. change it up every now and yeah. then. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been called a boy. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, you're a little cool. You got your you got your little beanie on your well, head, don't you? I I have no hair, and it's chilly outside, so I gotta I gotta it cover chilly. my head. It is chilly here in Panama City. I mean, what was it in the 40s this morning? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would think. You would yeah. think that it's negative 12. I know, yeah. People wearing these big Eskimo parkas. <laughs> uh, and just, yeah. yes, freezing. Down, it's 60 down degrees. Jackets, yeah. So yeah. Uh, the, our listeners uh, in the uh, Northwest and Northeast will find these comments humorous. Uh, and, and I would as well, with the exception of, I can remember moving here thir- almost 13 years ago from from Little Rock, and it, it gets cold in Little Rock. And, and matter of fact, the last the last year we were there, it snowed quite a bit. <clears throat> Excuse me, I can remember moving here and making fun of folks. You know, sixty <laughs> degrees is so cold. It's so cold. And uh, the first Christmas that we went back to Tennessee I, in Arkansas, I thought I was going to freeze to death. Yeah, you acclimate way too quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, well, yeah. If you if you're if you're looking for Lows in forties, highs in the sixties on December. Come on, come on down to yeah, Panama man. City. Yeah. Well, how you doing, man? It's uh, it's the week of Thanksgiving, and uh, we're about to eat lots of food that we only eat once a year, which we can talk about that later. But uh, you got any big plans for the holiday for the Thanksgiving holiday? Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're gonna spend some time with some friends and uh, some some friends that used to live here and they relocated, and so we're gonna. We're gonna go hang out with them and uh, have the opportunity to uh, to spend some time at um, at a great ministry um, out uh, west. So um, I'm I'm excited about f- focus on the family uh, is is what it is. So I'm, uh, I'm I'm thankful for that invitation to be able to go out and hang out with. So, so. can you can you tell us what you're gonna be doing at Focus on the Family? That's a great that, question. That's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I'm going to be doing per se much as much as I am just going to be there and looking and ah, all this kind of stuff. Ah, but like the reality, but yeah, but the reality is I don't know because I didn't get it lined up. Oh, somebody, right. somebody else did. I got you. Uh, I, I would encourage. I don't think our listeners need to go to focus on the family and think I'm going to be doing the podcast ah, this week. I don't. There's nothing like that that I'm aware of. Um, but uh, anyway, kind of, kind of a two two bird type thing. That'll be good. Well, today, well, today we're recording on Sunday, um, just because of the travel and the holiday coming up. So today you finished Romans. Romans. How long did it take you to get through Romans? A long time. A long time. <laughs> A long time. We started. Uh, we started in January of twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so roughly roughly two years almost. Yeah. And uh, I, what sixty-two, sixty-three sermons, but the. Uh, uh, you know, we, we have different times. I, right. I, I, I'm, I'm out from time to time and, uh, and around Easter and 
various things like that, we do different things. So, and every now and then I'm like, you know, I want to, want to jump out of this yeah. study and do something different. But, uh, yeah, two years, two years and, and rich and come to the end and like, ooh, ooh, all right, we're done. A little nervous, a little nervous. Uh, going to be heading into the book of John in the new year. And so, uh, you know, you've been settled into, uh, Romans for, so you're, you're finishing out the book of Romans and, and I noticed today, like it's kind of a message of hope and you even titled it the autobiography of God, just talking about who he is and what he does for us. So I thought it was good. I thought the, you know, closing out Romans, closing out this two years of just a life transformation, just talking about, uh, the hope of who Jesus is. I thought it was good. Well, and I would say the book of Romans, uh, out of all all the books that Paul has written, uh, man, it, to me, it's, it's it's one of the weightiest books. Yeah, uh, it was heavy. All that he deals with, and I, I love the fact that in this uh, postscript here, chapter 16, he... He uh, he leaves us with some some important truths there. I, I almost interpret it as, hey, out of all the things that we've talked about, and we've talked about some crazy stuff. Right. I mean, there there are folks that have built entire belief systems around uh, obscure passages from the Book of Romans, and uh, you know some of the uh, some of the things that you read and you study in the Book of Romans is what uh, theological people uh, debate and right. fuss and fight about all the time. No, and that doesn't happen. Not at all. The so he, but he comes to the end and it's almost like, hey, out of all this stuff right. that we have talked about, yeah. let me remind you, yeah. you know, who we are in Christ and, and, and just talking about the, the nature and the characteristics of God. And uh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that it, that it kind of finished strong like this. Yeah. Well, and you, you, you talked about, you know, your first point was it, he's a God of power who gives strength and stability um, and, and again, just reminding us that he is the one that's able, like he's the one that is, uh, we can't, we can't lose his stability. And I thought that was a great point, you know, especially walking into the holidays, you know, I mean, they're, they're statistics, I can't even say the word statistics. That's the word I'm looking for. Tells us all the time. Statistics. There you go. That's all right. I have words like that in my life. We can, you know, ask journey to delete that out. Oh no, the stats, not at all. The stats in, you know, around the holiday time talk about how, you know, there is loneliness, there is a higher rate of uh, abuse and suicide and things like that, but you know, you were very encouraging talking about, hey, God's the one that gives strength, he gives us stability, and we can't we can't lose his stability. I thought it was a great point. Well, yeah, I mean, and just the simplicity of how he says yeah. it. Now, to him who is able to establish you, uh, and the word "established" there is uh, is that word that our English word "steroid" comes from. <laughs> and uh, of course, I um, I know a little bit about steroids from my uh, car accident that I had, um, and uh, I think Journey knows a little bit about some. He's roids. jacked, man. He's jacked. He is. His like he got like gorilla hands. Roiding like, up. Yep. He can't even. He can't probably, even. He can't even wear that Rolling Stones T-shirt anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the word the word there is really hey. Video this. I'm not just giving you a little bit. Yeah, he, he he chose the word sterics for a reason. Yeah, this is max, man. This is this is total absolute performance maximum here. Uh, the uh, you can't get any more strength that's available. 
than what you can get through God. And so he is the God of power who gives that strength and stability. He's able to establish that. I just like how he says that to, a, to establish you. Um, so we know that means we've got to be anchored to something strong and powerful. Uh, and that, that being the Lord Jesus Christ himself and those roots go deep. And that, that brings uh, an establishment there. So when the difficult times come, we can stand. Sorry, but coughing right there, right? It's okay. I can't say certain words. You cough on mic. It's fine. Yeah. Well, it is. It is a Sunday, and so it I've is. I've only I've only done two sermons, and so uh, I get I get a little yeah. excited in my sermons. So usually, yeah. usually I don't have to save room for anything on Sunday, and I go home and I I'll eat lunch and I just kind of watch a little football, uh, and I don't really get into the NFL much, so I'll just have it on. Uh, now I love watching the Cowboys get beat, so I'll turn it on, and if they could, you know, if they're getting walloped by they, someone. They play at three twenty-five today. I got some fantasy things I got to work through. Fantasy football. Okay. Um, the uh, <laughs> the so yeah, I'm not used to doing this on Sunday afternoon. The voice the voice maybe uh, giving giving out just a little bit. And you know, I, I was this week I was reading as well. You have to be careful. This might be a good nugget for our listeners. Uh, caffeine is bad for your voice. You may have already known that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, golly, you, you walk around with a, a coffee bag on the back of your back for, much. with that little Pretty much. straw that goes from yeah. it. Um, but caffeine, and the older you get, caffeine is mm. uh, hard on your voice. Wow. It, it'll cause your voice to get uh, um, to get graspy and hoarse and um, various things like that. So I don't know why I said that, but uh, I'm trying to drown it with water to keep going here with our podcast. But I would just say to our listeners— you know, celebrate the fact that God has said, yeah. hey, listen, all the strength you need is available to you through me. Uh, and, I, and I want you to be anchored because the, the reality is, as long as we keep living life, we're going to face difficulties and problems. And some of it we bring up on ourselves. Some of it we're just an innocent bystander and like a car driving by on a rainy, wet day. You know, sometimes you get gook all over you. Um, and it's not even not even your deal. You're just having to be walking down the sidewalk, and boom, there it goes. Uh, so uh, that's life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I kind of want to move to your second and third points because I got I want to ask this question on your third point, but I want you to explain something on a on your second point. Your second point was you know he's the God of eternity who brings salvation who reveals salvation to us um and you started to talk about this mystery and you know mysteries kind of written all through the bible that words used quite a bit what is when the bible talks about the mystery of the gospel the mystery of who jesus is like what is that what does that really mean you've kind of explained in your sermon but yeah it's talking about something that has formerly been hidden and now is revealed and it's revealed to everyone and yeah. so uh, we, we, we know that uh, when it comes to the gospel, it wasn't God in heaven. Oh, let me, let me figure this whole thing out. Right. Me, how, how's this going right, to work now? Right. And i got to come up with a good plan. And once I get the plan, I'll let them know. And it's just going to take me 1,400 years to figure out this plan <laughs> right. since sin. It's nothing along those lines. It's just at the right time, he revealed it. And he, he was already revealing uh, certain aspects and nuggets through, through the relationship that he had with the Jews with the nation of Israel. So 
uh, yeah, mystery is not, oh man, oh, there's this hard thing here and, you know, I, I really need to watch it. And if I can, maybe if I, if I figure it out, if I unlock the code, if whatever it is, then I can, I can know the message it's trying to, uh, convey. It's, it's almost like going to one of these escape rooms. You ever been to an escape room? I have. I don't yeah. want to talk about it. I've been well. I've been to a couple of escape rooms and I just don't have I don't have the patience for it. Um and uh I want to be in charge, but but uh, I want I want I don't want to I don't like walking through a series of clues. Yeah. I'm like, give me something really hard. I figure out the first one, I'm out of yeah. here. Uh so one of our listeners, Nate you know Nate, right? Nate Shire. Nate, yeah, Nate Shire. Oh man, what a bastion of great theological knowledge that Nate Shire has. Imagine going to a uh, escape room with him. Because he's OCD anyway. It, it was so fun though, because he just he doesn't care about the rules. I'm sorry, Nate. I'm talking about you, man. But he doesn't care about the rules. Sometimes he just he's got this very eccentric personality, and just he was talking to the camera. He was getting a guy to come in and ask his question. Like it's just well, he's not he's not OCD. He's ADD. <laughs> That's what he is, or ADHD, whatever they call it. But the uh, so so yeah, you have this escape room, and then you figure out this clue, and then right. it's going to lead you to another clue, and then it's going to you know, and you got to get the key, and then you know, uh, just all this stuff. And so mystery, you know, they yeah. even have mystery like who done it, a murder mystery theater. I've never been to one of those where people like are in, I guess they're in uh, character and costume, and I, I you know mystery dinner and. I haven't been to one. I just, I just feel like it'd be a little hokey, but it may not be. Yeah. But I can just see me sitting there. So you're wanting me to talk to you as the colonel? You're not a colonel. <laughs> you're, you're a 17-year-old kid. You want to, I, I'm not calling you colonel. You know, take that fake mustache off. But it's nothing along those lines. Right. The mystery is not something that God has hidden. And if you can come up with the right incantation or if you can, if you can put all the Jenga pieces together, then he's going to reveal it to you. No, no, he's already made it revealed and he even he even here cuts to the chase just a little bit when he says it's christ in you yeah yeah here here you go here's the mystery christ in you um and uh the glory of god that comes along with that well and i was talking to our young adults on wednesday we're going through the book of first timothy and it's just in, in this section of chapter three you know it's talking about who god is and all these things but and, and one of the points that we talked about is he he dwells in us like the like when we worship we're worshiping in the presence of God and so whenever he, I kind of got excited about it this morning when you said you know hey you know this mystery is Christ in you it's, it, and you know there's scripture that says the hope of glory there talks about that but uh, I so I guess here here's my question from a, a person that's on staff with you like. Why do we not get excited about the fact that he dwells in us? Like it's Christ in us. Like it is the hope of glory. Like when we worship, we're worshiping in the presence of God. When we're like, why do why do we not get excited about that? I know that wasn't part of your sermon. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can tell you my personal opinion, and and I assume since you asked me the question, that's what you're looking for. <laughs> could 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 it be that there's a good number of people that Christ is not in them. Mm. I mean, our, our terminology would be saved. Yeah. I mean, I, all I know is this. There are songs, there's scripture. It's like the Holy Spirit just bubbles up inside of me. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm sorry I can't contain it. Yeah. 
my wife even today is like, hey, look, look, you're not the one leading the band. Quit acting like that. You're, you know, like I like an old fashioned song leader. You know, I'll get my, I'll, I'll sit there and, you know, move my hands back and forth. Sometimes that like even directing, you know, stand there in the front row. And she's like, you're not the director. You're not the arm waver. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just I, I get excited about that. And um, I would say I would say some of that may be that people don't have a genuine relationship with Jesus because they put their faith and trust in other things. Um, maybe things that have uh, their counterfeit to a relationship. Yeah. Uh, I, and I would say I would say some as well. Um, I don't know. Maybe 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 you've kind of settled into this whole rut, and you forget what you've been delivered from. Yeah. You 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 forget the power. I, I would just say this. You know, there are people, and, and and absolutely the devil. Satan is a. I mean, he is a worthy adversary. No doubt about that. He has. He has some strength and some ability and some power, but the only power he has is that that which we give him. And I think I think there are so many people that um, they live in fear, and they forget. Yeah, there 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 is no fear, not yeah. for those that are in Christ. Um, and uh, so I don't know. Uh, maybe 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 they're not focused more on this. Hey, I'm just want to fall in love with Jesus more and more every day. I don't know. That's that could. That's a loaded question. Well, it, it is, and we've talked about this many times. But I think it's good for us to, you know, you encourage us all the time from the pulpit to never lose sight of, you know, making much of Jesus. Never lose sight of who Jesus is in our life, and never lose sight of, of telling people about the one that saved our soul. So. Uh, so I think it's good for people to, even though we talk about it time and time again, I think it's good to refresh and to think about it because it is the reality of today. Like it is the reality of the church that, you know, sometimes we just don't get excited about the fact that the God of the universe, who spoke the world into existence by the breath of his mouth, like dwells in us. We are known. We are known by the creator. And we just, we don't do anything with it. Well, and, and. I was talking to some guys uh, after our second service today, and um, there's 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 one guy that is uh, he's off at seminary, and he's been attending various churches uh, where he's in school at, and I think he, I think he's settled on one, but he was just sitting there saying how you know he's been to churches, and it's 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 amazing how they're they're not intentional with the gospel and the presentation yeah. of the gospel, and. Um, you know, uh, like like one, hey, we're you know the whole sermon was on giving, and I think I think I think people need to be challenged when it comes to giving. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think God has spoke uh, spoken over and over again when it comes to giving in His Word. But He's like he, He's like He comes to the end, and He gives an invitation, and He's thinking, well, what are you inviting people to? And so. Yeah. Uh, and I've had folks, okay, well, so, you know, everybody here is Christian, so you really don't have to be that evangelistic. You don't have to really focus on the gospel because the, everyone here are people who've received the gospel. Yet I would say that the, 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 the power and the effect of the gospel being shared, even for those that have received, is, is, is pretty strong and it needs to be prominent because again, it just reminds us yeah. of what has been done yeah. on our behalf. It reminds us of who we are and whose we are. And even, even what comes along with the fact of the birthright of being a child of, of, of the one true King. So, 
whenever I have folks, and, and I've had folks to the area, oh, you want to talk about Jesus? Uh, I, it's, it's humorous now. I would laugh. It used to make me angry. Um, I can't believe somebody would even make that statement. But if, if somebody's like, oh, you know, it's the gospel every week. It's the gospel every week. Well, you know, man, there, there are plenty of churches out there. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, so, you know, you might want to head to one of them because it's always going to be prominent because I can't hear it enough, even though I've responded to it. My goodness, uh, there's, there's, there's no better balm for a hurting soul than the gospel. Um, and the birthrights and the benefits that come along with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I, that's, a, that's a great question. Why don't we not get more excited about Christ in you? Um, you know, the clearly mispa- misplaced priorities, yeah. and uh, it could be misplaced, number one, because he's not living inside of me. Or, uh, or number two, there's something that is... Uh, become of more importance to me than the very fact that he lives inside of me. And then you would have to say, well, does he genuinely live yeah. inside? It's, I don't, it's just this vicious cycle over and over. So instead, I want to embrace the fact that, oh, my goodness, he lives inside of me. And it's for everybody. He's in me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's available there. It's yeah. not just those who grew up in church, those who have never been to church. You know, he, he ta- I, I guess the approach that I made this morning when we were talking about the mystery is uh, it's available to Jews and Gentiles. Yeah. Um, and if you're not a Jew, in case our listeners aren't aware of this, if you're not a Jew, then you are a Gentile. And if you're not a Gentile, then you are a Jew. It's funny in our services, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, let me tell you what it says here for Gentiles. And if you're a Gentile, praise the Lord. And, you know, whoa, you know, clapping and all this kind of stuff. Amen, amen. And, you know, and for a Jew in the first service, nothing. And we, 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 have, we have some Jews that attend here and uh, some Jewish families and everything. And, uh, and so the second service, yeah, there's one guy. I don't think he's full-blooded Jew. He's like half, yeah. maybe half. I don't hear from the Jews. I hear... <laughs> well, he's kind of a quiet guy. I'm anyway. like, come on, man. Now's your time to shine. Yeah. You know, a hallelujah or something. <laughs> I think you should have jumped up. Yes, you are. Yeah. And uh, going from That's there. Just but not uh, his personality. It was. Yeah. He, I think he did finally do a hallelujah or he something. Did. He did. After you forced him to, you called him out in front of everybody yeah. to do it. Yeah. He did it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, this is your time, bro. Let it loose. But yeah. the, uh, yeah, it is. It's available to all who will believe, all who will come. And then you talked about this, um, you know, under this, uh, the God of, you know, eternity reveals his salvation. Uh, you started kind of shifting into, it's not about the, uh, or it is about the internal life and not external conduct. So again, this mystery that Christ is in us, uh, we have salvation because of Jesus. It's not about, we don't get it because of external conduct conduct but we try really hard on the external conduct like we try so hard to make sure that we're checking off all the boxes doing all the right stuff um well an internal life is not at odds with external conduct mm. they're they're, they're yeah. not enemies yeah if you have internal life then <laughs> Your external conduct is going to be different as a result of the internal life. If, in, in just to put it in layman's terms, terms, if Jesus is in you, then there's going to be evidence. There's going to be fruit of that in the way that you live, in the way that you conduct your life. Now, there are folks that, you know, the the emphasis is more on external conduct than internal life. Yeah. 
And uh, while you can have external conduct and not have internal life, you can't have internal life without external conduct. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's a that's a thinker right there. Um, so in in this attempt to understand, you know, the mystery of who God is, in this attempt to kind of wrap our brain around the fact that it is for everyone. Um, you know, he's the guy that reveals his salvation. He's the one that is, uh, who gives strength and stability. Your third point was talking about that he's a God of wisdom who has no limits. And I have a question here. Uh, the question on this is, you know, because you started talking about he's a living God who is all wise, like he alone is wise. It's all about Jesus. But what what kind of limit do you think the church puts on God, like because he—I mean, clearly he's not—he's a God with no limits. But I—I I feel like the church. I yeah. feel like people we put limits on God. Like, right. what do you think some of those limits are? Yeah. Well, and 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 the way I would phrase that is, <clears throat> uh, the limits that we put on our understanding of God, because mm. um, we can't we yeah. can't limit God on anything. Uh, now, if we have a faulty understanding yeah. of who He is, then. Uh, that's limit, but I, w- I would say wow. f- I would yeah. s- I would say lack of faith. Yeah, lack of faith limits. I mean, clearly they're they're all throughout Scripture. We sit there and see God. God was willing, and God had the capability to do the miraculous, and because of lack of faith, um, you know, the miraculous did not occur. And so uh, you can you can even read through some of the gospel accounts of people just coming up to Jesus and. You know, hey, heal my daughter, and he's like, uh, okay, uh, go home. She's healed. <laughs> yeah. Your faith, your faith, the faith that you've shown today, yeah. believing that I could even do it. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. She's healed, and uh, and then you look at some of the ones that uh, uh, that should have known better. Those that walked with him. Those that saw him perform miracles. Those that uh, I mean, we can even go as far as some of the Jewish elites and the study of Scripture, and they the, clearly they should have known that Christ was coming. And yet, what he wanted to do in their lives was so limited because they didn't have faith. Mm. They didn't have faith that it could occur, faith that it could happen. Yeah. Now, uh, there there is a danger to this because yeah. you can take this to a certain thing, to a certain arena, and what I call the the name it and claim it theology. And you know, well, I I have enough faith. I have faith to believe that um, he can give me this. Well, I'll just stop and say this: absolutely, he do whatever he wants to do. There are no limitations by space by time by anything no limitations to god god could speak it boom i mean that's how he created the world spoke it and boom happened we have this idea that for six days god's in heaven oh my goodness i'm flat worn out i'm so tired i've been just creating creating and creating and and so uh that it was not the case not the case at all um, God's never bent over and grabbed the hem of his shorts, shorts like a basketball player that's gra- gasping for breath. Um, I always, I always wonder why, why they do that. Why do they do that? And then I start playing basketball, and I'm like, well, that's what you do right before you die. You, you lean over and grab your shorts. God's never done that. God's never done that. And so, 
he has the capability to accomplish anything in the world. I think what limits that taking place in the life of, uh, of believers, in the life of churches, our lack of faith. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I have nothing in the scripture saying that this is going to occur. So, so, so go with me on this, listeners. I'm not saying this is what the Bible says, but I'm curious if when we get to heaven, if, uh, if God's going to sit there and say, yeah, 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 you know, uh, you, uh, you, you, you asked me to do this in your life and I did this in your life, but can I tell you, here's really where I was wanting to take you. Yeah. This is really what I was wanting to accomplish. Yeah. You just didn't have enough faith to believe it could happen. Yeah. Mm. We would say at this, you settle for good at the sacrifice of best. Yeah. Or you settle for average quo at the sacrifice of the miraculous. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking earlier before we got on the podcast about uh, our church and future of our church and dreaming big dreams and yeah. all these kinds of things. And I mean, honestly, if we just stop and think about it, God, God likes doing things to where no single human being can take credit for it. Yeah. I can promise you this. When Nebuchadnezzar looked in the fiery furnace and there's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in there, and he turns to the to, to one of his workers because the other guys who threw him in had already been they had right, right. you know disintegrated right there, and he's like, "Hey, how many did we throw in?" Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that the guy working for the king is scared to death. You give him the wrong answer, and he's going to kill you. Yeah, I could see him stumble, uh, 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 you know, and he's. It's like Nebuchadnezzar says, we threw three in, right? Yeah. Well, I see four, and the fourth one looks like the Son of God. It was a pre-incarnate image of Christ, a theophany. Christ was there walking with them in the fire. And yet, what if they would have just said, okay, Lord, um, you know, you know, we love you. You you know where our faith lies. Just make it not hurt. Yeah, so it's going to be, you know, just because we bow down doesn't mean that we're pledging our allegiance to this false idol or, you know, we've changed uh, what who we trust in. But, you know, this is just kind of how things are, and this is how the world works, so we're, so we're just going to. But instead, they're like, nah, our God's able to deliver us. No, he may not. That's okay. He can, yeah. and it'll not, change, it'll not change where our allegiance lies. And as a result of them basically saying, Eh, we don't care what you do to us. Uh, we believe our lives are in the hands of one yeah. much greater than yeah. you. God did it's something powerful. so powerful. These yeah. guys come out. They don't even smell like smoke. Yeah. They smell like smoke. I got on the elevator with somebody the other day. They weren't smoking on the elevator, but they had been smoking outside of the hotel, and they just simply get on the elevator, and I'm like, my goodness, I feel like I'm in the Marlboro factory or something here. These guys are in the fiery furnace. The guy who throws them in is disintegrated, yeah. and they yeah. come out, and not a hair singed. They don't even smell like smoke. Yeah. God's like, you just think I'm going to do something big. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. This is going to blow your mind. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I would say faith. That's uh, that's a sermon right there, bro. You need to. That's a good one. But it is powerful. Like it's true. Like we limit. You know, we and I, and and you said it. Like we have a faulty view of God sometimes, and. Uh, I, I think the way I've said it before is like we we have a low view of God rather than having this high view of who He is and what He's done for us. Like, um, well, and I'd say Ryan, I'd say I know we got to move on, but we, uh, I, I would say we we try to write a description of God in a way that we understand. Yeah, yeah. you 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 cannot comprehend. Yeah. Just, just the word, some of the phrases that yeah. he uses here for, I'm all powerful. Okay, all powerful. That's like, um, Journey will remember this. Journey, do you remember the old uh, Sears and Roebuck catalogs? You, do, can you remember those? 
And so, so they would have, they would have like a good model, a better model, and then the best model. And uh, so you're sitting there, you're like, oh, the best model, that's got like all the horsepower when it comes to mower or whatever the case is. And, uh, and so I think a lot of times when we write our own uh, description and understanding of God, we're like, all right, he's the best model. He is like, he is like the biggest horsepower, right? You've got these other gods, they're boom, boom. But God's like the supernatural power of that. And God's like, you're not even getting this. You're yeah. not even understanding yeah. this. I mean, I'm not on the page with them in the catalog. <laughs> right. I am the catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say our own, we limit him with our, we try to, we try to personify, mm. uh, an infinite God. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I like the way you closed out, uh, and I've never heard anybody say this, so I don't, I don't, this may have been a, something that you wrote or maybe something that you read. I don't know, but you, you were talking about, again, just kind of closing out Romans, talking about the things that. You know, Paul went through the transformation that he had, the hope that we have in Jesus, the salvation that, you know, we get because of who Jesus is and what he's done. And you and you said this, you're like, Paul never got over what Jesus did for him. Mm. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Like, that's a simple statement. But, you know, he, Paul... And if we look at the things that Paul wrote, even if going back to Philippians and Galatians, Galatians, <laughs> that's a good one. I just made up a Bible verse. Like, can, can I tell you this? If you hadn't corrected yourself, a lot of people probably thought there well, was a book yeah. of Galatians. Colossians and Galatians, all those things. Like, like Paul talks about his desire and his love for Jesus and the the ache that he had to want to tell people about Jesus and and I think what you said was brilliant. Like he never got over what Jesus did. Like we won't get over things when bad things happen to us. We'll hold on to those and get mad and hold bitterness in our heart. But he never got over what Jesus did. And it's evident in the scripture. I just thought it was a brilliant statement. Yeah, it, along those same lines, I was uh I was speaking to somebody this week who uh who 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 they they they're they're new. They've come to our church, and they they'd come out of a, a, another church. And um, uh, you know, I, I think I think great church. I'm I'm friends with the pastor there, and I preached at this church a few times and everything. And um, for our, for our listeners that don't know, um, was it four years ago? I guess four years ago we had a Category Five hurricane and uh, yeah. just ravaged all of Panama City and you know eastern of Panama City and. And, uh, and so, um, it, it did, it was, it was pretty, pretty powerful changed changed uh, a lot of lives in a lot of ways that we live. Well, this guy said, he said, I, I, I left that church and start, you know, started looking around. He ended up here at Highland Park and I said, well, why? And he said, because they can't get over the hurricane. Mm. I'm like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, every Sunday, you know, Hey guys, man, we went through this hurricane and. You know, and and here they are. They're 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 still they're still living with the effects of a a, a tragic thing that happened in life. Versus, yeah, it happened. Let's not act like it didn't happen. Yeah, it was yeah earth shattering. Yeah, but let me tell you about my Jesus. Yeah, 
Let me, let me, hurricanes are going to come in life. And that may be in the form of a hurricane or it may be an emotional hurricane or a relational hurricane or whatever. They, I mean, you can sit here and you can watch the news and say, oh my goodness, okay, yeah, 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 it's coming. I can get out of town. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. And absolutely you can. You can go, you can leave Florida and head up to Alabama or Tennessee, wherever the case may be. It's not going to, you're not going to stop the fact that the hurricane's coming. And there's going to be there's going to be the aftermath of the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. But instead of me sitting there saying, oh, my goodness, oh, this is horrible, man. I, I had to go through this. I had to go through this. I'm still trying to recover from this. Yeah. God, God, but, you know, God was good in this. I, oh, please hear me. I'm not trying to cast stones. I'm just saying at some point we, we, we quit. We quit talking about the enemy and we start rejoicing yeah. over the victory. Yeah. And, um, you know, day as messed up as David ended up being, <laughs> I thought it was funny. If, if all, if all he would have talked about yeah. the rest of his life would have been, Hey, let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about that day of Goliath. Yeah. Man, how it would have been limited yeah. and what God was wanting sure. to do in and through him. Man, that's so good. Uh, and, and I'll close it on that. You know, you know, if you're our listeners, just may we never, never get over the fact of what Jesus has done for you and for us. And if you're one of those people that are trying to figure it out, uh, you don't know what this Jesus has done for you. You know, please, please, please find somebody that you can talk to about who Jesus is and what he's doing. Reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you in any way. Pastor Stephen. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your effort. Thank you for always pointing to Jesus and everything. May we never get over what Jesus has done for us. We'll see you next week on Unchangeable Truth. Hey guys, this is Pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's issue of the podcast called Unchangeable Truth. Let me encourage you as well, if you get a chance, go check out our website. It's Highland, H-I-L-A-N-D, Park, P-A-R-K, dot org. On that website, you'll learn more about our ministry at Highland Park Baptist Church. You can also listen to some previous sermons, which are archived for the previous year. And as well, if you ever find yourself in Panama City in person, come and check us out. Worship with us live at 2611 Highway 231 North. We would also love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you got any questions regarding your relationship with Him, having faith in Him, or if this podcast has encouraged you, or you have other questions regarding the podcast, feel free, shoot us an email at podcast at highlandpark.org. As always, our prayer is that this podcast would point you to Jesus Christ, would increase your faith, and would help you as you mature daily in your walk with Jesus Christ. God bless.